Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Capes and Japes. Um, with one more tattoo than in the previous episode. You'll never guess who it was. <laughs> You'll never guess which of the two of us got the new tattoo. After, it's the one who already has the tattoos. After it was done, uh, my tattoo artist was like, wow, you sat like a monk. And I, honest to God, my first thought was like, I'm going to get a good grade in tattoo. <laughs> it's normal to one, impossible to achieve. <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, I'm proud of you for your um, very good grade in tattooing. <laughs> It's part of the reason, honestly, that I do not have any tattoos is because I'm afraid I would get a bad grade. You'd get a tattoo. bad grade. <laughs> yeah. Scary. I mean, um, it's nice being um, queer and autistic and your tattoo artist also being queer and autistic. Oh, hell yeah. Because <laughs> it's just like, oh, wait, tattoos done already? <laughs> we just had such a flow of conversation. That went over, like, a thousand different subjects. Hell yeah. Happy Pride. I, yes. <laughs> I was like, is this a Pride tattoo? Yeah, it's a possum playing a banjo. Of course it's a Pride tattoo. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if you are queer, any tattoo you put on your body can technically be a Pride tattoo if you want it to be. This is true. Tattoos do give me a feeling of ownership over my body, which I have not historically felt. Um, anyway, comic books is the thing that anyway. y'all have come here for. <laughs> um, speaking of Pride Month, um, Briar was like, maybe we should close out Pride Month by talking about one gay character, please. And I was Look, like, yeah. We didn't plan very well. <laughs> No, we've, we've had, you know, we've had successful Pride Months in the past. I was like, we've never done the Inhumans. And then it was like, oh, doing, doing eugenics aliens for Pride. Um, but we've talked about all of the Inhumans that I can bear talking about. Um, we're going to go in a completely different direction and talk about at least one gay character. And that is... Nubia. Thank you, Nubia, for being here and being queer. Yes, genuinely. Um, Nubia is a character who has been around for a while, but she's been having a real moment in just, like, the past couple of years. And uh, her prior comics history is uh, a little bit strange, but... That maybe goes without saying, because it's comics books. Um, <laughs> Truly a disclaimer we could put on any episode. Yes. We come into one, we're like, this guy is normal. Nothing weird's ever happened to this guy. <laughs> that's, not, that's, not what you, that's not what you come to this podcast for. So Nubia was created in 1973. Um, and she first shows up in Wonder Woman, uh, written by Robert Knier, um, and drawn by Don Heck. And she, depending on your definition, um, she's DC's first, um, black woman superhero, um, Depending on if you want to, like, call her a superhero, because she's, like, a super-powered person, but not necessarily doing, like, super-heroics. Um, but, like, pretty much she's DC's first black woman superhero. Um, and she first shows up in a Wonder Woman story. Um, where, uh, Wonder Woman has lost her memories, um, and is on, uh, Themyscira trying to get her memories back, um, and the 
Amazon to have this like advanced Amazonian technology memory restoration machine where they uh like stick some electrodes to uh Diana's head um and her mom Queen Hippolyta is like okay uh insert all of the memory capsules except for memories 3 through 5 doesn't explain why um they uh get Diana her memories back uh and then after um she uh is back to herself a uh mysterious woman um in like full body armor suddenly arrives on uh Themyscira um and is like actually I'm the real Wonder Woman and I challenge this pretender Wonder Woman to a battle and they uh do like a bunch of like <laughs> Olympic challenges, and then they have a, uh, sword fight and discover that, uh, this mysterious woman has a sword that is, uh, like, the the only weapon that's, like, equally powerful as, uh, Diana's Lasso of Truth. Um, and they end up calling the fight a draw. Uh, because the woman, um, decides not to kill Diana, uh, and... Okay, so she won. <laughs> yeah, she, she did, she, technically she wins, yeah. Um, but they call it a draw, and, uh, the woman takes off her helmet, uh, reveals herself to be a black woman, uh, named Nubia, um, and tells them that uh she's from a different island referred to as the floating island and uh that she will like someday she'll be back and she and Diana can fight again and they can decide which of them is the real wonder woman um and as this is going on like Hippolyta is like thinking to herself that like she implies that she might know who this woman is, but keeps it to herself. And, uh, Nubia goes back, and then we see her, um, on her floating island. Um, there's a, there's a scene where Hippolyta actually, like, goes after her as she's about to leave. Um, and, uh, Hippolyta, like, offers her maybe, like, kind of a place among the Amazons, um, but Nubia says no, um, goes back to her island, which is, uh, inhabited seemingly entirely by men, except for Nubia, um, they're all black, it, it's kind of, seems like it might be sort of a, you know, very, uh, stereotypical depiction of, like, this is what an African village is like, but it's a fantasy African village mm. on a floating island. Um, and, uh, she goes back to this, uh, village that she's apparently, like, the ruler of, um, and a bunch of the men are like, we are gonna fight each other for your hand. And she's like, no, I'm not gonna give it to you. Stop asking. <laughs> Um, and then goes back to be by herself and is, like, uh, alone in her, like, room, um, starts crying because she's, like, lonely and an orphan and she's on this island full of men and she's, like, Queen Hippolyta was, like, you know, showed me kindness. Like, I wonder if that's what it's like to belong somewhere. And, uh, after that, we see that, uh, the memories at the beginning of all this, that Hippolyta didn't want to give back to Diana, um, 
were memories of Hippolyta when she uh, crafted Diana out of clay, because um, that's Wonder Woman's origin story. Um, she made Diana out of clay. She actually made two children, uh, one out of light-colored clay and one out of dark-colored clay, um, and they became Diana and Nubia. Um, but, uh, Nubia was kidnapped as a baby by Ares, um, and, uh, taken back to, he, like, takes her to the floating island, and he, um, is trying to raise her, I think, to destroy the Amazons, because he hates the Amazons, um, but clearly didn't do a very good job because she fought uh, Wonder Woman once and didn't kill her and departed on, like, respectful and friendly terms, so. <laughs> he's like, um, he, he's like, I want you to defeat Diana, and she's like, okay, and then she defeats her in, like, combat, and she's like, all right. All right. Fulfilled my obligation. I'm gonna go do whatever yeah. I want now. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, Diana, uh, finds out about this, and she, uh, goes to find Nubia, and, um, she sees a ring that she's wearing, um, and realize, realizes that it has, like, the symbol of Ares on it, um, and takes the ring off of her. Um, and, uh, Nubia is freed from Ares's influence, um, and, uh, Ares shows up to be like, no, my influence, well, I don't want you anymore, bye. Um, rude. And, uh, Nubia, uh, goes back to her floating island, um, to, you know, teach her, uh, teach her island full of men how to be peaceful but she and diana recognize each other as sisters um which has been um they they still pretty consistently we're gonna get it she's they've retconned her origins a few different times but um they still the concept of her as Diana's sister, even if it's not, like, as literal as this version, has kind of, uh, persisted. Um, but after this kind of story arc where she's introduced, she doesn't have that many more appearances. Um, she shows up briefly in a Supergirl issue, um, where... Supergirl decides she's sick of men and wants to go become an Amazon. Um, and then she, um, and Nubia fight, um, some, like, mutated poison sharks. Um, and Nubia gets infected with shark poison and they oh, have no. to go find a cure for the poison shark. And then, um, she shows up in a, Super Friends story, um, where, <laughs> this is 1979, so it's kind of funny, um, a supervillain called the Overlord, uh, mind controls Wonder Woman, um, and, uh, <laughs> evil Wonder Woman goes to Africa to, uh, quote-unquote, liberate the women of Africa. Um, and then Nubia shows up because she's doing Amazon stuff in Africa, um, apparently, and, uh, is like, Diana, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, and then they fight until Nubia kind of, like, snaps her out of the brainwashing. And it's like, this is 1979, and this was I think, written by white men, so I really doubt it was intended as some kind of commentary on, like, white feminism or white saviorism or anything. Um, 
But it is very funny to be like, what would an evil Wonder Woman do? She would decide she knows what's best for the women of Africa. <laughs> I, you know, that is evil Wonder Woman behavior. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, those are um, her... That's her last appearance um, for a while. Um, so that's, like, the late 70s, um, and then in the late 80s, the Crisis on Infinite Earths happens, um, and then in the late 90s, she shows up again, um, but she's got a different design, a different origin, um, and technically a different name, because they added an apostrophe, so it's N-U apostrophe B-I-A. This is the Nubia. This is the Nubia. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The new one. Um, And uh, this version, Nubia, um, is uh, introduced um, as, so, basically, Diana won this, like, uh, challenge, uh, among the Amazons, this, like, you know, test of courage and strength, um, that, like, gave her the, you know, right to be Wonder Woman, um, and Nubia, Diana encounters Nubia, (laughs) um, Di- I'm obviously I'm. I'm, I'm going to keep saying I love it the normal how way. It just become we just keep get making it more and more like Italian Nubia. Yeah, a Nubia. Um, that just sounded like a Dracula. <laughs> yeah, she's a Dracula in this one. It's a weird choice. Um, so uh, Diana goes to hell basically. <laughs> goes to the underworld. Um, and uh finds Nubia there, um, who, you know, this is a new version of Nubia, they haven't met before, all of the old stuff with Nubia got, you know, erased in Crisis on Infinite Earths, new continuity, new Nubia, um, this version of Nubia, uh, tells Diana that she actually, uh, succeeded at the same test that Diana did, um, Many, 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 many years earlier. Um, and as a result was chosen to be the Amazon to guard, uh, Doom's doorway. Um, which is, uh, basically like a portal to the underworld that exists on Themyscira that the Amazons were initially tasked with guarding. And she's been down here guarding this doorway for years and years and years and years. And Diana's never even heard of her. So it's like, wow, I guess the Amazons just assumed that she died down here or something. Um, That's rude of them. I know. And uh, she also reveals that uh, at some point... While she was down here, um, she met and fell in love with, um, the, uh, a god of light named, uh, Ahura Mazda, and, uh, he was killed by a demon, and now she wants revenge. Um. Honestly, fair. Yeah, listen. Um, I mean, I'm a little bit, like... I wish this version of Nubia wasn't about, like, her being in love (laughs) with a man. Um, but, like, a little bit every time, like, a male character gets fridged, I'm kind of like, oh, the (laughs) turntables. Um, and, uh, Diana, uh, runs into her a couple more times. Um, she, uh... She ends up, you know, she leaves hell to come and, like, comes to Earth to seek her revenge. Um, 
one uh one thing that's very cool i think imagery wise um is she's got uh this version of her she's got a breastplate with like a big like lion head insignia on it um and uh when she like shows up on earth um the door that she's about to like appear through like gets like the lion insignia on the doorway so it's like diana's in like this uh hotel in las vegas uh and people are like why does this elevator have like a glowing lion head on it um and diana's like yeah that's really weird uh and then nubia comes out of the elevator um i just think that's kind of <laughs> rad it's like that is really weird nubia shows up oh oh it's a nubia's magic thing um but uh yeah they just sort of encounter each other uh briefly and nubia explains that she's you know still on her revenge quest She's like, I asked someone where I could find a demon, and they told me Las Vegas, Nevada. Yes, exactly. Um, she ends up uh, tracking down the demon. She's, like, going to try and, like, use the demon's heart to resurrect her boyfriend. Um, and uh, tracks down the demon, leaves with him to go back to hell. Um, and then, as far as I know, we don't know what becomes of that. Um, and then again, <laughs> she's gone for a pretty long time, for like another- They just drop her whole story? They just drop it. They're like, eh, that's enough of that. They're um, like, I've had enough black woman on my comic book page. Let's- Yeah. To exactly. get back to Diana of the Light Clay. <laughs> um, Terrible. Yeah. Um, part of this might have been... Um, I saw, like, a couple comments about this. Um, one of Donna Troy's many backstories... Um, if you've listened to our Donna Troy episode or you know anything about Donna Troy, um, you know that one of Donna Troy's defining characteristics is her backstory has been retconned one gazillion times and it's incredibly complicated. And then they made it kind of more complicated by being like, what if she was like aware of like, you know, all the different continuities? Um, but one of Donna Troy's multiple backstories is sort of similar to Nubia's backstory that like she was uh created from kind of the same clay as Diana as like a sister so Diana would have like somebody to grow up you know <laughs> grow up with um so it's possible that like once they introduced this they were like oh shoot now that's like too similar to nubia we gotta give nubia a new thing um we gotta give her a new bia yeah exactly um but i'm not sure how exactly the timelines line up on that and it's also possible that they were just like it's a new it's a new continuity let's just make up something else um so after that um Nubia, uh, starts making, uh, some more appearances in, I think, Rebirth is when she first shows back up. Um, she's mostly, she's been kind of, um, emphasized as part of DC's Infinite Frontier, um, which was the uh new dc initiative from a couple years back um she shows up in uh wonder woman issue 750 which was a big kind of milestone 
like one of those like milestone issues where they had like a bunch of uh short stories um by like different creative teams um and one of them had like Diana and Nubia like sparring together and um apparently they gave Nubia like a very dark backstory where she was like held prisoner by this like evil man um and then like almost immediately retconned it and didn't mention it again um <laughs> they're like you know what no that sucks <laughs> yeah um so the new backstory is uh they keep the part where she was um guarding the doorway for like many many years they established that before she was um an amazon she was uh the princess of a kingdom on madagascar um and uh was betrayed by one of her lieutenants during a battle and uh after she died she was reborn as an amazon because the origin story for uh many of the amazons is that they were uh women who were murdered and wronged and mistreated and their souls got sent to this well of souls and then they were reborn as amazons um so that's what happened to nubia she uh is the last amazon born from the well of souls for a long time um and she is born around the same time that diana is born um or crafted <laughs> um the diana is minecrafted um <laughs> so that's like it kind of emphasizes the like sister angle um on like a, a somewhat more significant level than like all of the amazons like kind of refer to each other as like a sisterhood like the two of them treat each other as sisters because they were born at the same time but then diana went to go be a superhero and uh nubia got sent to uh hell <laughs> guard this door for years and years and years and years um there's a story um where at some point in the past a um manticore escapes from the doorway and makes it to earth and nubia chases it uh and rescues a school teacher from being killed by this manticore and then uh she and the teacher fall in love um and then the teacher ends up getting killed um and then she is later reborn as the uh Amazon named Andromeda. Um so I mean unfortunate um about the death of a woman, but glad she's back. The rebirth of a woman is something very special. Yes. So I'm always saying this. <laughs> uh and then Oh, she also shows up in, this might be the, the, the first time that she shows up in Rebirth, is there's a story where, um, Darkseid's evil daughter, um, takes over Themyscira, and, uh, Nubia seemingly, like, betrays them, um, to side with Darkseid's evil daughter, but then it turns out that she's, uh, you know, just like pretend she's working as like a double agent basically um but diana doesn't know that at first she's like nubia no but it's it's fine <laughs> it's all fine um and nubia's like shut up you gotta blow my cover um so when um when infinite frontier happened okay <laughs> all i'm right. gonna see if i can remember how this works so the event that kind of leads into infinite frontier is dark knight's death metal um and at the end 
Infinite Frontier is like, like it's not an event really. It's just sort of a branding. Um, but uh, Dark Knight's Death Metal is an event where uh, they have to fight basically this evil uh, goddess named Perpetua. Um, and Diana sort of sacrifices herself. Um, she doesn't die, but she gets, like, uh, transformed into kind of a multiversal being who's, like, helping to, uh, oversee the transition of the multiverse. If I have a nickel for every time a superhero sacrificed themselves to become a being greater than themselves. Yeah. I'd have so many nickels. I'd have a whole bunch of nickels. I'd have at Um, least a roll of nickels. Yeah. Um, But while Diana's gone, the Amazons are like, well, we need somebody to be Wonder Woman. Um, And uh, Hippolyta proposes this challenge um where she's like okay i have uh medusa's head in a box um and it's rude seems really disrespectful very disrespectful to medusa you think the amazons would have more respect for women um she's like i have medusa's head in a box um and Someone who is, you know, wise and clear-headed and strong-willed enough can look at Medusa and not be turned to stone. Um, And that person uh, can be Wonder Woman. So who wants to try? Um, And a bunch of the Amazons are like, "Mm, no, uh, but Nubia is immediately like yeah i'll do it uh so it it turns out so so that's the test right (laughs) yeah exactly that's the test medusa's head isn't in the box it was just you know to see who had you know faith in their own abilities and like courage enough to like just be willing to go for it um but it also turns out that the test was not to see who was going to be Wonder Woman, because Hippolyta is going to leave to go defend Earth, and she wanted needed somebody to become Queen of the Amazons in her place. So Nubia becomes Queen of the Amazons. Um, Hippolyta's like, psych, I'm gonna be Wonder Woman. <laughs> I'm Wonder Woman You now. get my job. Have fun with the uh, paperwork, ladies. <laughs> I tricked you. Um, And uh, that leads into a series titled uh, Nubia and the Amazons that follows Nubia and the Amazons and, you know, the uh, various challenges um, that uh, Nubia faces as queen. Um, She's... um, dating an Amazonian blacksmith named Ayo, and, uh, she gives, uh, Medusa's ghost her head back, because it turns out the Amazons did have Medusa's head, it just wasn't in that box in that moment, um, and, uh, Medusa starts attacking the Amazons looking for her head, uh, and... All right, uh, Taily Poe. <laughs> Yeah. Um oh cuz she uh she escapes through the door because Nubia isn't watching the door anymore because she's busy being um, queen. She, um you got to make sure that all your bases are covered. Yeah, it's so important. I mean, I understand that you were not prepared for this job um by looking in an empty box. Uh yes. And that's not your fault, but it, you gotta make sure that the door is guarded. Or, or she was just like, you know what? It really sucked guarding that door. 
I'm not gonna put anybody through that. Yeah. But I mean, in that case, you could have two people guard the door. That's, yeah, like, I feel like maybe, like... lighthouses. Like, yeah, like a lighthouse situation, or even just, like, shifts that yeah. are shorter than, like, years and years and years. Yeah. You know? Um, but it works out okay, because, uh, Nubia, rather than fighting Medusa, is, uh, able to come to an understanding with her and be like, you know, I understand your pain, um, and is able to make her, uh, not a, uh, Gorgon, a Gorgug, um, <laughs> not a Gorgon anymore, and, uh, invites her to join the Amazons, which is fun. Um, and, uh, then, uh, there's a whole kind of event last year called, uh, Trial of the Amazons, that involved, uh, Nubia and, uh, Donna and Cassie and, uh, Yara Floor, the new, uh, Wonder Girl, and I think maybe Artemis, the Amazon one, <laughs> not the other one. Not the archer, um, but she might do archery because she's an Amazon. Yeah. Um, but it ends with these uh three different tribes of uh amazons becoming uh united uh and nubia being crowned as queen of all of them um and also uh but also hippolyta is murdered which is very sad oh no um, now they have to pick a new wonder woman time to get medusa's head back Oh, well, Diana's back now, so... Oh, well. Yeah, that... they, they're just like, Diana can do okay, it. We don't have so to do the whole they thing. Killed, they killed her so that Diana could come back and be Wonder Woman again. It... Got it. Thanks, comics. Yeah, it's comics. Um, yeah, I, I don't... They're like, uh... well, we already have a queen that we like pretty well, and Wonder Woman is back. What are we going to do with Hippolyta? Eh, yeah. murder, I guess. <laughs> I guess murder. Um, but, um, yeah, so all, um, all of this is, like, very recent stuff. Like, um, after this, there's, like, a, um, a miniseries called Nubia Queen of the Amazons. So different from Nubia and the Amazons, um, that, uh, you know, follows her further adventures as queen. Um, but, yeah, all, all of, all of this, like, recent stuff is happening in, like, the past three years, pretty much. Um, so, it's been a, it's been a real moment, uh, for Nubia. She also had a, um, which I have not read yet, um, but a very critically acclaimed, um, graphic novel, one of the, like, DC kind of, like, YA graphic novels that they've been doing, um, that, uh, follows, uh, it's called Nubia Real One, and it follows, like, like, Nubia, but she's, like, a modern-day teen, um, and it's right up our alley, man. Yeah, honestly, that's the thing about, like, all of these, like, graphic novels. It's like, what if they were modern-day teens and, like, you know, living in in the real world? And I was like, Sh yeah, sign me up. <laughs> yeah, what um, if? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and she's also made, um, she was in this year's, uh, Pride special. She might have been in last year's? I can't remember. Um, but, uh... Yeah, it's a very, very uh, exciting time for um, a, a character who was pretty groundbreaking, like, 50, oh my god, 50 years ago uh, as DC's first black female superhero, um, and did not get a lot to do after that, so... Uh, Pretty, that uh... That sounds about right for comics. Yeah, for comics, for sure. Um, but, uh... 
pretty stoked. And they've also been getting, you know, a lot of, uh, been tapping some, like, black female writers, uh, to work on her stories, which helps. As they should. <laughs> yes. Um, but, um, yeah. So, happy pride to Nubia. And only Nubia. <laughs> Everybody else, happy wrath. I don't know. Yeah. Happy sloth. Take a nap. <laughs> I'm celebrating sloth month for the rest of the year. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Just be a sleepy, sleepy little podcast. <laughs> um, did, uh... You have any comics you wanted to talk about? Or anything else? I I didn't read anything this week. I was gonna try to go to the comic shop after um my appointment. And, well, just like a, if I have time, I will do this. And then I mm -hmm. did not have time. Yes, very fair. So I'll have to, I'll have to pick up my subscriptions some other time. The good news, though, I, I'm not super worried about missing out on uh, Marvel's Pride because I did um, subscribe to, like, you know how Marvel voices are all, like, number ones? Yes. I asked, my com I asked my comic shop, I was like, can I just, like, is there a way to just, when they've got one of these, to put it in my subscription box? <laughs> so I'm technically subscribed to Marvel Voices, so I should have a Pride one in my subscription box. And if we, if I, if I don't, that's on me for not going in early enough. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, hope hopefully next week I'll be able to pick up and read some comics. I'm gonna be like house sitting for my parents, <laughs> so I'm really hoping to like at least consume some sort of media. Yes, that's truly the goal. I My absolute hope is to um, catch up a little bit on Dimension 20. Because <laughs> they have an Apple TV. I can download an app and just watch <laughs> it on TV. Hell yeah! It's like a fancy person. Um, but, yeah, did you read comics? I did, um, I did... Read the rest of Marvel Pride over the weekend. Nice. Finally. Um, I liked it very much. Um, I was really, really liked the uh, Black Cat story. Um, the Billy and Teddy story. Even It's like not even really a Billy and Teddy story. It's like Billy and Teddy meet a cool trans woman and then it's her story. Um, nice. <laughs> but also Billy and Teddy are there. Um, and there was a, um, short kind of, uh, Jumbo Carnation one, which I liked because it involved giving people cool outfits, and that's my favorite thing. So, um, yeah, excited. I, hopefully you can pick it up because I am excited to hear your thoughts. But, yeah, I, I, I really, I really enjoyed it. Happy nice. Pride. I look forward to reading it. Hell yeah. Um, but that was the only thing that I read, I think, this past week. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I can't remember if anything especially significant was announced. Um, I mean, but unless we want to talk about, uh, movie studios disrespecting animators and oh. artists uh in two instances uh oh. the secret invasion credits being made with ai instead of like hiring a person to do an art and also the spider-verse uh work workflow work uh culture i don't know yeah. It was a it was a bad place to work apparently cuz they were being shitty about it and made everybody work very very hard and yeah. unnecessarily. 
Yeah, I, like, <laughs> not like hard, like, people shouldn't try hard at things, but like, you know. No, like, Like artists, aggressive crunching. Artists like doing good work. Like, if you take care of artists, they will put out the best work that they can. Like, this isn't something like, oh, well, I have, like, you don't have to push people to make them do a job that they do, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, like also, the animators on Spider-Verse are gonna make the best movie that they can. You yes. don't have to, like, make them change, like, make them change scenes that have been finished five times. Yes. Because, like, it's, it's not, people's, like, health and well-being is not worth having a movie that comes out like, sooner, or, you know, having a movie that's longer, or anything, like, you know, if Spider-Verse had been cancelled, I would have been extremely sad, but if it was cancelled for reasons of, um, this is an unsustainable work environment, I would have been like, well... Work environment, that's what I was looking for <laughs> earlier. <laughs> I, you know, I care more about real human people than about yeah. um, make-believe spider people. Yeah, like, they want to tell the story, too. Yeah. Let them. Yeah. And don't, don't, you know, sacrifice their health and well-being for it. Um, yeah. And then also, on the other hand, uh, Secret Invasion used AI, which a lot of places are probably going to do yes instead and, of hiring artists um which looking at like the secret invasion credits and the she-hulk end credits side by side like the absolute disparity yes like like hire I get, artists i get hire an the, artist the point of secret invasion is they were trying to like evoke kind of like an uncanny valley type thing but it's like yeah but also you people could get can somebody do that. <laughs> to do to to pay you could pay somebody to draw that like i promise you artists can and will do this for you they have done it before have have you ever seen a, a dolly painting is oh. <laughs> possible yeah it really is um, yeah. Anyway, Anyways. treat artists with with respect. Yeah. I know, I know this is probably- Our listeners probably... don't need to hear this, but like, yeah. I'm mad unless, about it. Unless Phil Lord is listening to our podcast, um, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think there's anything- most of our listeners can do personally to, like, improve the conditions for working artists in Hollywood, um, but no, it's just... No, but I mean, you could, like, people commission artists for things all the time. Yeah. Like... Yeah. No, that's, that's true. Yeah. Go, go, go throw an artist some of your dollars to draw a Blorbo. Yeah. I just got an artist to put a little guy on my thigh, like <laughs> little thigh guy. That's not that's not for everybody, but like, yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah, good, great use of dollars. Um, but yeah, truly, 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 it's ugh, rough out there. Anyways, uh, if you want to keep up with us. With our podcast, you can follow us at Capes and Japes on uh, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook. Um, you can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com. Um, we have a Discord server where there's a cute kitty. So <laughs> one of our um, beloved listeners just posted a cute kitty um so if you want to join our discord server you can look at cute pictures of kitties as well as other stuff um you can also find out what day my cat's birthday is yes important uh briar lore um we also have a 
uh, Patreon if you want to support us on there. Um, we uh, got a new Patreon supporter this week. Um, so uh, thank you, Simple Cryptid, for supporting the show. Um, thank you. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, it means a lot. And uh, you can get lots of uh, bonus episodes for just a dollar a month. So it's pretty cool. Um, we, uh, if you can't support us on Patreon, but you want, uh, to help out the show, um, cause you would rather spend your dollars commissioning artists, um, if you want to leave a rating and review, um, we really appreciate it, um, telling a friend about the show, um, and, uh, just coming back and joining us. So thank you for being with us once again today on Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And as always, kiss me sexy Batman. (laughs) Kiss me sexy Batman. I was going to try to come up with something on the fly and then my brain just went boop. You know, sometimes you got to stick to the classics. Got to stick to the classics. This Batman has a bomb and he's running down the Santa Barbara pier. (laughs) can't toss it because there's ducks there yeah classics some days you just can't get rid of a bomb